Welcome back to the Becoming CEO podcast, where we decide every single day to become the CEO we were created to be. Over here, we're low-key ratchet and high-key saved, okay? Listen, I know what it feels like to have the hugest to-do list, feel super unclear on what to do next in your business, download all the freebies, and still be stuck at square one. And darling, that's over for you today. Hey boo, I'm Kay Hillman. I'm a scientist turned five-figure photographer turned marketing and business strategist for female service providers building profitable businesses. I'm the coach for confused peeps. Boo bang, it's time to ditch the hustle. Listen close, darling, as I snatch your mindset, clarify your messaging, and drop marketing gems. When you roll with me, you'll gain confidence, clarity, and sales as you become the highest version of yourself. Let's get this money. Hey, boo. Hey, happy Thursday or whatever day you're listening to this on. Okay. I realize now that I'm recording, it kind of sounds like I'm in a echo chamber. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out the nuances of using this mic. I keep trying to use my husband's mic and child, it'd be giving me all types of the blues, but we're going to figure this out in post and just call it a day. So today we are going to be doing part two of the how to sell your offers series. So today we're going to talk about how to find and get in front of potential aligned clients, or as you know, I like to call them your MVPs, your MVBs, which are your most valuable payers, your most valuable buyers. So Welcome back to the series. Today, I'm going to be shifting into the C and the E part of the Becoming CEO framework. And this really involves clarifying your messaging, your offers, your business, as well as being intentional about executing a visibility strategy, which all starts with the fundamental understanding of who your clients are, where to find them, and how to get in front of them. So whenever I talk about visibility and finding clients, I literally just mean that you know, not talking just about, I'm going to be clear about this. I'm not just talking about an ideal client. I'm talking about someone that will actually buy. That is why I call them MVBs or MVPs, because I'm not just talking about an ideal client, right? People sometimes can seem like a good fit or ideal on paper, but they might not actually be a buyer, right? They might not be in a position to buy for, you know, one reason or another, or they may not be a best fit um, candidate when you really think about it. Like on paper, it might look, all look good, but in reality, they're not actually your client and your payer. So we're talking about MVPs and VBs. So let's get to talking about how to find and get in front of buyers who are our most aligned clients. So one of the first things I teach inside becoming CEO is how to identify and define who your ideal client avatar is. However, what I specifically want you to do, because I literally just said this, right? What I specifically want you to do is define what they look like as a buyer, right? So we're not just looking at who's a, you know, perfect fit person for my offer or perfect perfect fit person that I want to work with. It's like, no, who are they as a buyer? Because let's say, for instance, you have, um, you know, a life coaching program for college students that's $1,000 a month. These people, while yes, they may need some life coaching, they may need some support. The truth of the matter is they can't afford your offer, right? A college student can't afford a $1,000 a month offer. And so sometimes people come up with an ideal client, but this person can't actually buy your offer. So yes, they might be a quote unquote ideal client, but they're not an MVP, right? They're not an MVP. They cannot actually afford to invest. Or maybe you create a mastermind for teachers who want to start an Etsy business and then you charge $15,000 for it. It's like, 
Okay, yes, they may be interested in the mastermind. They may be a good fit for the mastermind, but they might not have the money to pay for the mastermind. So we got to make it make sense, right? We can't just identify who this ideal client avatar person is. More importantly, we need to think about who is the buyer itself and making sure that everything is in alignment with the price of your offers, with the person with their buying style, all those different things. That's what we want to think about. So I recognize that this can be hard to do, right? Especially if you're someone like me, okay? I'm the type of person who I want to help everybody. I literally keep changing how I deliver my offers. And, you know, all my offers have pretty much stayed the same, but my delivery is always changing because I'm like, oh, I want to help this person. I'm going to serve these people. And so I get it, right? And here's what I want to say. Yes, you. we want to serve people, right? And we want maybe to help everyone, but... That is where your free content comes in. And that's where I've had to come, you know, to that conclusion with myself of like, you know what, I might want to serve and support everybody, but I'm going to have to do it. Like they're going to have to get it in my free content, right? I can't serve everybody in a paid container in that higher touch capacity, right? So that is where free content can come in and serve, right? I'm happy for people in my community, whether they simply consume the podcast and my emails or whether they invest in my offers, right? As long as you're getting the support you need where you are, I'm happy with that. But I also can't let, you know, and I, I say this for you too, we can't allow, you know, what, what do I like to say? Your bleeding heart run the show of your business, right? Like you want to help, you want to serve, you want to do for everybody. You can't let that lead the show because you'll find yourself in a position where you're not actually serving clients or you're serving clients and it's a, a huge misalignment or you're not being compensated for the effort and the time and the energy that you put into things. And mama, you're like, girl, you know, we ain't got time. So we really have to be intentional about what we're doing with it. So um, something else that I want you to think about is it's important that we understand their pain points, their desires, their motivations. So like I said, when I have people work on their, and it's one of the first assignments that we kind of work on, which is defining your ideal client avatar, which is your MV, your MVP, I really get you to go deep in understanding their pain points, their desires, and their motivations. Now, a lot of people, and even I sometimes have like this love-hate relationship about talking about pain points, which is why I also um, mentioned their desires and motivations, right? You want to really understand what are the things that cause your buyer to have some sort of emotion, whether it's a positive emotion or a negative emotion, you need to understand those things because those will serve as a guide for your marketing and sales efforts. And it will help you know how to find and get in front of your future clients. Because when you know what's going on for them, when you know what they truly desire, when you know what their problems are, what their questions are, when you know what their motivations are, then you can create content, marketing materials, and more importantly, offers that can actually serve and support them and give them the transformation they need. So the next thing that I teach inside becoming CEO is to conduct market research. Okay, so we know who the person is, or we have like a loose idea of who this buyer is. So now we're going to do some market research. Now market research is going to allow you to gain additional insight into your MVP. So you're going to find out where they hang out, how they prefer to consume content, what their real problem is, right? Because ooh, sometimes you think you know what people's problems are and it's something completely different. It's something that I've learned time and time again, even in marketing, becoming CEO. Every time I, I launch it, I realize like, oh, wow, people's problem is actually this. Or you know, maybe people said this one thing, but it's really something else. And so when you do that market research, you'll really start to understand what is their real problem? What are the trends that are happening maybe in your industry? Or what are some trends that you're seeing amongst the answers that people are giving you? What are their challenges? What are their, you know, what are the opportunities? 
opportunities in your industry to serve better. So something that I'm realizing is that there's a huge opportunity for me to serve moms in a deeper capacity, right? I can actually provide a little bit more hands-on support that a lot of programs that are geared towards moms or just programs in general that are supposed to support women, they don't they don't offer that type of um, actual like white glove service support. And so you want to look, what are some opportunities in your industry to serve your people better? Um, what is the language that people are using, right? So, you know, I used to think that, oh, you know, people want, uh, you know, recurring income. It's like, no, my people don't talk about recurring income. That's not the language they're using, right? They're saying consistent five-figure, I mean, I'm sorry. Well, some of them are saying consistent five-figure months, but other people are just saying consistent $5,000 a month, right? So being, doing market research is going to allow you to get that language and know exactly what it is that people are saying. And of course, the preferences of your potential live clients, you want to know what are their preferences, right? When it comes to how things are delivered, um, you know, what type of content they create, what platform they're on. And you learn all that through market research. And market research is going to make getting in front of and finding your people so much easier because you know them intimately. So now I want to shift a little bit into how to find and make yourself known to these people. So there are a few ways that you can do this. Of course, leverage social media platforms. The reason why this didn't come out yesterday on Thursday is because you're was hanging out on what's that new app called thread <laughs> threads with the whole instagram twitter thing that just came out listen i've been on there and just like kicking it with the girl so and you know that's where i've been hanging out but i'm also low-key doing market research over there so you want to leverage social media platforms to get in front of people and to become known right visibility is the name of the game a lot of us like to hide you know behind our screens we like to hide behind all kinds of things and so it's important that you find a social media platform that you can just dominate i wrote an email or i wrote something the other day where i was like people are still making money on clubhouse right like I know Clubhouse was like, you know, 2020 or whatever, but it's like people are still making money on Clubhouse. It's just a lot of people aren't there, but it doesn't matter if, you know, as long as your MVP is there, right? As long as your buyer is there, girl, go off sis, like be off there. And so at the end of the day, leverage social media platforms, right? Leverage them for what they are, which is free, right? These platforms are letting us market our businesses and sell our offers for free. We create content for free. So why not use them? So the biggest thing that I want to say with just leveraging these social media platforms is to use your market research, right? Your market research is going to tell you which platforms are the best. For example, people sleep on Facebook, but Facebook is a great place for service providers, right? For my photography business, I do great on Facebook. Um, I do great. Well, I'm super great with coaching because I don't really care to do my coaching business over there. But definitely as a photographer, I do great on Facebook. But um, if you're a coach, maybe having a Facebook group, right? I, I have still a Facebook group with over 1,500 people in there. If I wanted to, I could re-engage that bad boy and it would be a whole vibe. But, you know, I'm hanging out on threads right now. So it is what it is. <laughs> but the goal when it comes to leveraging your social media platforms is really to find where your buyers are engage and nurture the more visible you can become the more likely you're going to get in the right people's faces and when you're in their face you become the most logical choice right but it's all about being visible and this is the thing that i see a lot of business owners shy away from i'm not saying that you need thousands and thousands of followers what i am saying is that people need to know your name people need to see the name of you or your business show up on their timeline on their profile on their home feeds whatever people need to see your name they need to see you engaging with them so you can either create engaging content that's going to resonate with them or you can 
um, basically like interject yourself into conversations. So right now, and I'm only talking about threads because I'm like most currently on it, but like right now on threads, you don't have to post your own threads. You could literally just comment on what other people are talking about. And now people see you, they start following you, they start engaging with you, and it just becomes a whole like opportunity for you to just get your face in front of people. And that's all you want to do. Um, also with social media, using relevant hashtags, right? Be careful not to just use hashtags that are going to attract more people like you. So for example, I, I don't always hashtag coach because a lot of times my clients aren't searching coach, right? And I know that from market research, but you know who is searching coach? Other coaches, right? So if, if I want to attract other coaches, then cool. But if you don't, you want to be careful to use hashtags that are actually attracting your ideal people. Um, Join Facebook groups, join LinkedIn groups, right? There are different groups that you can join online on these different social media platforms that will allow you to get in front of your true people. And then also just, like I said, participate in discussions that connect you with people. Make sure that you're commenting on the comments or, or sorry, commenting in the comments on YouTube, Instagram, whatever platform you want to be on. Make sure you're a part of the conversation. And listen, I get it. We don't have a ton of time for this. But listen, I spent several hours last night just on threads. Like I wasn't even on any other social media platform. I literally just spent like maybe four hours just deep diving and going down a rabbit hole on threads. And in all that time, I made sure that I was engaging. So all I'm going to say to you is that, guess what? I'm not going to tell you to put a timer on it and be like, oh, make sure you do 15 minutes a day. No. What I'm going to say is, you know you'll be scrolling on these apps. You know you'll be looking at people's stuff and saving inspiration and all that kind of stuff. Write a comment. Just start engaging. And really try to be intentional and start your day off or end your day with going through and engaging with five or 10 people that you feel like could be a potential client for yours. That is going to change the game for your business. You don't even know. So the next way that you can that you can um, find and make yourself more known to these MVPs is to collaborate with, um, you know, influencers and maybe not influencers, but like, you know, other people in your industry, thought leaders, um, complimentary experts. So what, uh, what this basically means is I want you to basically tap into the audience of others. You're going to attract potential aligned clients because you are basically aligning yourself with another leader, right? Another expert. So when you do this, I, like I said, complimentary experts, I try not to, um, I, like if I'm collaborating, I try not to like collab with a whole bunch of other coaches, right? Because we're all coaches. Now, granted, you know, we, we coach in different ways and there's different methods and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I do, I'm not saying I don't collaborate with coaches, but I'm not going to collaborate with someone that I know is like completely directly the same as me. It doesn't make sense, right? Um, now, there's some nuance to it, right? Because I, I want to be clear. Like I always have to say both sides of it. There's some nuance to it, right? Will I collaborate with someone that we're very similar? Yes, but for the most part, it just makes more sense for you to do, for you to partner with someone that is complimentary to me. So for example, you know, as a photographer, I collaborate a lot with like web designers, right? Because web designers, they want someone to hire a photographer that does really great graphics so that it can add to the value of the website. Um, as a coach, you know, I may collaborate with, you know, um, so like, let's say, let's say I'm collaborating on the, um, on the aspect of like a CEO coach, well, I might collaborate with like a productivity expert or a system expert, right? Because their methods and their, um, 
their community is going to be really in line with who I am and what I do as a sales coach or as a CEO coach. So you just want to kind of think about who can complement your industry and who can complement what you do. Who are some leaders in your space that you want to collaborate with and then seek opportunities, right? Do lives together, do podcast interviews, do joint webinars, create bundles, challenges. Like there are so many things that you can do to collaborate, but collaborate with other people. And that's going to allow you to get in front of people that you may not have other otherwise gotten in front of. And when it comes to making yourself known, this is a great way to do it without you having to create a bunch of content, right? Because basically you're just showing up and not taking somebody else's community, but you're showing up and you're serving someone else's community that, and that can give you an opportunity to bring some of those people over to yours. So another thing that you can do is attend industry events and conferences. So this is something that's slept on a lot, right? People sleep on this a lot, but I mean, I don't even think it's just that people sleep on it. I think that, you know, with the whole pandy, people were not trying to be outside, which I get that because I wasn't either, um, but I have signed five pair clients from events. Real talk, like five figure clients have come from events. So what I want to say is that when you decide to use this strategy to get in front of your people, you have to be intentional. You have to be very intentional about your intentions with that event. And you have to be intentional about making connections. And trust me, as an introvert, this can be successful. Like I am an introvert and this is still very successful because I am like... The truth is, and I, I say this all the time, people don't believe me, but like I'm very much the fly on the wall kind of attendee. Like when I go somewhere, even when I'm speaking, I am the fly on the wall, but I still make bank from events because I go in with an intentional plan. I go in and I research, you know, the speakers. I go in and I research, you know, if I see that like someone has commented on the event and they're saying like, oh, I'll be there, blah, blah. Like I'm making sure that I'm connecting with them beforehand. If there's like a fit, like some of these groups do like Facebook groups to like get everybody excited excited and ready child I'll be making friends with everybody because when I get there I don't want to be a stranger right? I don't want to be a stranger I want people to already have been following me that way if I have a conversation with someone not that I'm going to pitch them on the spot because I don't but at least we can really form that deeper connection right and I and I have a very intentional follow-up process and I make sure that I touch base with them and keep in touch with them and that's how you build those relationships so that on the back end you can make bank from attending events so attend these industry events attend conferences go to networking gatherings um there are all type of things. Like I think the local chamber of commerce, they do different things. You can join their memberships, um, connect with professionals in your field. There are so many things that you can do, but really this is an area that you just want to share your expertise and build relationships, right? But you don't want to be weird, right? At a conference, it's not really the best time to give someone a five point you know, pitch, you really want to just really connect with them, right? It can be something as simple as, girl, I'm loving your look. That is like my number one way into things. Not that I be looking busted, but I always pick the person that like has like the most just like dramatic outfit. And I'm like, okay, girl, you got to give me the tea. Like you got to tell me about this look. You got to tell me where you got this from. And it works so well for me because I love style, but I don't have any. <laughs> So it's a great like conversation starter for me. They end up like sending me like where they got the pieces from. And it's just so great to have a conversation that's just like super chill, super laid back. And, you know, of course we're kind of like, you know, hey, what do you do? What do you do? Like it's going to fall into that naturally because we're at a networking event, right? But it's not awkward, right? Um, I love commenting on people's shoes or like if I see a signature, like a standout piece of jewelry, I'll comment on it. And Lord, don't let somebody have a pearl ring on. 
we're besties now. Like if you wear a pearl ring around me, we're best friends. So this is, these are just ways that you can build that connection as an introvert at these events and conferences. So um, I got two or three more things. Actually, I probably have more than that. So, you know, I've been lying. Um, but you can offer value through content marketing. So I can't list, you know, how you can get in front of people without talking about content marketing because content is just like, it's what we do, right? It's what we do and it's free. Um, well, most of it's free. I have a whole content to sale system inside the coming CEO that I teach where you'll learn how to basically leverage three platforms that you need to be on in order to create a system. Um, and I have multiple options for you, right? So you'll have multiple ways that you can do the system. But basically, I just want you to be able to create content in your sleep. I want you to be able to do it. And it's not super hard. It's not a woman to think about. And even when I'm thinking about, because right now that new app thread is out, I'm thinking about my content the sales system and I'm like oh my gosh content the sales like this system works so perfectly with with this new app and now that you know we're getting more into automations and mini chat or mini chat whatever it's called but there are so many things you can do with your content to really create a system that sells for you inside of your content so the bottom line is all I want you to do is to be able to create valuable content blog posts videos, podcasts, ebooks, right? That's like your, your, um, what I like to call your long form content. And from there, you're basically just distributing that everywhere, right? You're making sure that more people see it. And then we have a strategy to allow you to convert. That's all the content to sales system is. It's super simple. And it only requires you to be on three platforms. Of course, a lot of my girls, like my, a lot of my CEOs, they be adding so many platforms, but because they have a system, it's super easy to do. I just want you to create content, share your knowledge and expertise, which is going to how you to attract the right people. And then we're just optimizing your content, right? We're just optimizing so that you can increase your visibility and your reach. That's all we're trying to do because on the back end, baby girl, you're going to sell, right? On the back end, you're going to be making that money. But in order to actually get in front of the people, we need to be leveraging our content. We need to be leveraging these search engines and you know, all these different SEO uh, platforms and all these different SEO, like, um, what do you call it? Like databases, you know, the algorithms and stuff. Like we need to be leveraging those things because they really do work in our favor. We just have to learn their system, right? And I know it's not easy. It's not fun. It's not sexy. But when you sign those, you know, four-figure clients, when you sign those five-figure clients, you'll be glad you did it. So something else that you can do is host webinars and workshops. So this is like something that we always do. I have a love-hate relationship with webinars and workshops. I'll be honest about this um, because a lot of times we do these for free. But if you do these as paid, you can really bring in some high quality MVPs. Now, that is not me that you won't bring them in if you do it for free. But I will say that I just find sometimes it's better to put it behind a paywall um, because it's just like you just you get a different caliber of person. Now, it's, again, it's not to say you can't get some high quality people for free because I've definitely gotten tons of just amazing clients from doing free workshops, but it's important that you make sure you do your market research and teach a topic people desperately want to learn about. It can't just be, you know, it just, it just can't be basic, right? I can't, I can't think of a better way to say it, but it can't be basic. You have to be very intentional about, you know, what, what the subject matter is going to be. And so one thing that I'm really, uh, like big about inside becoming CEO is that I will share with you and I will support with support you in how to maximize the number of people that actually join your events. Because like I said, it can be a thing where you're just like promoting this thing and then no one joins, right? And that's not fun, right? That's not a fun experience. So I really help you kind of strategize on how to do that. But you also have to just 
be really um, proactive with the strategy. I'll say that proactive with the strategy. Uh, truthfully, I feel like there are better ways, but I do know a lot of clients that have a ton of success with this. It just really depends on where you are in your audience. And I think that people don't talk about this enough. People don't talk about the fact that a lot of times people that have successful webinars and workshops, they're running ads to them, right? They have large existing audiences, right? And so when you have those things, yes, you're going to be able to get 100 signups, 200 signups. But when you don't have a large audience, like of several thousand people, or if you're not running ads to get people to that program, sorry, to that webinar or workshop, it might be a little bit harder to get, you know, a substantial number of people in there. So, you know, that's something I just want to be like really honest about, because I feel like not that people be lying, but people just be like, okay, girl, you know, you're bragging about all these people you got in this, this workshop, but it's like, of course you did because you have, you know, 40 times the number of followers. So, you know, that's just something to think about. Not to say that this is a bad strategy because it's really not a bad strategy, but I want to give you both sides. Like, you know, how, you know how I am. I have to keep it honest. I have to keep it real and I'm going to keep it cute. Okay. So we can host these webinars, workshops, provide that more in-depth knowledge, those in-depth insights, but also something else I want to say, just going back off of that point of, you know, how many people attend, I want to say that there's so much value in just 10 people showing up and just five people showing up and just two people showing up, right? I did a webinar one time and two people showed up. I converted one. It was a four-figure offer. So, I mean, it was worth it, right? It was worth the headache. It was worth the stress. I believe at the time the offer was like $4,500. So it really was worth the energy. So, you know, it's not to say that having something small isn't going to be um, profitable for you, but I'm all about managing our expectations, right? And working smarter. There was probably so many other ways that I could assign that $4,500 client without having to do a, a webinar. So that's all I'm gonna say there. The next thing that you can do is utilize search engine optimization. So this is something that I didn't just recently get into this. I've been doing this since the beginning of my photography business. My photography business, like actually a lot of people still find me on Google. I actually had a, a woman recently um, reach out to me and I booked her and she found me literally on Google. So utilize search engine optimization. That's a great way for you to get in front of the right people. Um, this is one of the things, like I said, that helped me build my photography business. And it really is because I wrote blog posts. I optimized my website. Um, and any content that I put on my website, it is optimized for the search engines. I made sure that I, you know, have my keywords. Like there's a whole strategy behind this, but like, I just make sure that everything I do is feeding the algorithm, right? I know a lot of us like villainize the algorithm, but baby, the algorithm is out here to like help us, you know, it, it's designed to keep people on the platform. And I want to keep the people that want me on my part of the platform. So I'm going to feed it, right? I'm going to feed this beast. And it's free, right? SEO is free. A lot of the plugins and tools that you use are free. And this is going to really help you get in front of those potentially aligned clients. And they're going to be, I love this method because they are actively searching, right? They're actively searching for solutions. So when they come across you, they're going to be even more inclined to pay you when they know that you know your stuff. So um, the last couple of things I'm going to say is utilize paid ads. I, mean, I mentioned this just previously, and I want to say, and I want to be very clear about this. A lot of people make ads out to be the bad guy. Like They like to say like, oh, you know, I do everything organic and la 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 la. And I'm just like, girl, <laughs> it's not like, oh, do you think that you're like the cream of the crop? Like, no, it's okay. Like ads are not a bad thing. And one thing I think is that 
a lot of times people make ads to seem like the bad guy, but it's really, you don't know how to use them. Now, I don't claim to be an expert, but paid ads are a viable option. You can consider things like, you know, Google ads. Um, the, the most popular one is like a Facebook or Instagram ad, LinkedIn ads, TikTok has ads, right? Consider these paid advertising platforms. Something that people don't like talk about or think about is that a lot of these brick and mortars or traditionally a business like if you go ask your grandma right now like how would she market her business she would probably tell you she would run an ad in the newspaper you know like because that's what you do like advertising is not a bad thing i don't know why the online space just like really tries to demonize running ads it's not that bad right the the, the key is just making sure that you don't lose your money right and that can be the scary part right putting the money out there not knowing if you're going to get it back but that's where you know setting up targeted campaigns knowing who your ideal client is knowing who your buyer is understanding their buyer psychology doing all that market research that's where all that comes into play because then you can create these targeted campaigns and then you can monitor and just optimize the ads right you're watching it you have control over whether or not it spends all your money or doesn't before it does stop it right like it's not that hard and then when you figure it out it becomes easier and like I said, I'm not an ads expert, but I do dabble a bit in, in helping people create their ads. And inside Becoming CEO, we have a, a couple of people that will actually come in periodically to support people in their ads. You can ask them questions, different things like that. So we do have that kind of support. But girl, if not, I will find someone to help you. So paid ads are an option and it's a very viable option too, especially when you're creating your high ticket sales system. So the last thing I want to say, which I've kind of already mentioned, this, this is going to be very brief, but participate in online communities, right? Facebook groups, LinkedIn groups, just any kind of community groups, forums. Um, I think there's this thing called Medium. There are so many different ways that you can like create community. Right now, like I said, Thread is a huge community that people are now engaging with. But this is honestly how I build my, build my social media agency without their own social media accounts. So when I had my social media agency, I literally didn't create like Instagram pages for them or Facebook pages or anything. I didn't create any of that. All I did was engage a lot in other groups and tell them what I did. And from that, people booked me. And so it's important that when you get into these groups, just provide valuable insight. And you don't have to be here all the time, right? Like you don't, you don't have to spend hours and hours in Facebook groups. You just need to spend enough time in there for people to get to know you and get to know that you are an expert because you'll get to a point where because of the value you're delivering, people start to tag you when people ask questions. People start to tag you when they're looking for someone that can provide a service or provide a certain style of coaching or whatever. People will start to tag you and then you know that your effort is paying off, right? So just be active, just participate in these online communities. The last thing that I want to say about all this is don't be afraid to find people, okay? Something that I teach inside Becoming CEO is how to actually go out there and find your people, like to actually not wait and attract people, you know, through the methods I mentioned above, right? A lot of the things I mentioned previously, like these are all based on you, you know, engaging and waiting for people to like, not engaging, but you going and creating content and waiting for people to come to you, right? And I don't want you to do that. I don't want you to just wait for people to happen to find you and happen to find your content. I want you to be proactive, right? You know who your person is. You know who your buyer is. You've done the research. You know where they hang out. You need to go and connect with them. And it can be something as simple as engaging on their stories, right? Starting that conversation. You don't have to be extra, right? You don't have to be, you don't have to do the most. You don't have to write them a whole, you know, if someone follows you and you write them a whole paragraph introducing yourself, you don't have to do any of that. You can just Talk to them like you would if they were in the grocery store or think of like how you would like I like to think about Instagram or just any platform as like this is a big networking event, an online networking event. 
how would I talk to people? I wouldn't just pitch someone out of nowhere in the event, right? I wouldn't just pitch somebody in the middle of Walmart. Well, I don't go to Walmart, but like Publix, I wouldn't pitch someone in the middle of there, right? So what, like, I talk to people online like you would if you were seeing them in person. And like, don't the whole cliche questions of like, what do you do? Like, look at their bio, right? Make sure that you are actually like taking the time to see who they are and see their content, right? But if you know that after doing all of that, they're a good fit, really be, be proactive, right? Shoot your shot and get in those DMs and really connect. And in the next section or like on Tuesday, I have an episode talking about um, how to like transition the conversation from, you know, oh, I like your clothes. I like your shoes to, all right, let's have a sales call. Let's have a, you know, sales conversation. So we'll talk about that on Tuesday's, um, Tuesday's episode, but I really just want to encourage you to get visible. Okay. Y'all know I'm the visibility queen. I, I mean, people are always surprised at like how much content I put out there, but when you really pay attention to people, like a lot of my clients, they, they get it right because they see my system, but I really don't be doing much. I don't do a lot, but it seems like I'm everywhere. That is the power of visibility. That is the power of having a high ticket sales system. That is the power of the content sales system, right? That is what these things are designed to do. They're designed to help you get in front of your people and look like you're everywhere, right? Even when you're not, because I'm definitely not everywhere, but I look like I am. And that is what's important to me. It's important to me that I'm getting in front of and getting my message in front of the people that I know I'm called to serve. All right. That is it for this episode. Until next time, I will talk to you later, Nerlens. Thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget to follow me on the gram at Mrs. K Hillman and let me know you're picking up what I'm putting down. Take a screenshot of you listening to this podcast and share it in your stories and leave a young thugger review so I know it's real. May you walk in your purpose and call in each and every day to become the CEO and woman you were designed to be. Until next time, let's get this money.